You're listening to the Party Girl Podcast with Chelsea Curtis, episode 98. So today I'm excited to talk to you about how to be seen as an expert in your industry. And obviously as an event planner, I tend to spend a lot of focus talking about how to become an expert event planner. But honestly, this could work in whatever field or capacity you would like. And the main thing is the more that you put content out there, that you create valuable content where you're teaching something either through podcast, through video, through blog posts, through social media, people will start to look to you as the expert. And the secret is that you just have to keep going and plan on it taking a long time, right? There are, however, some shortcuts to being seen as an expert. And I like to call these shortcuts like resume builders. And so what I recommend is to put yourself in a position where you know how to not only tell your story, but make your content more valuable. And how do you do that? How do you make your content more valuable? Well, I think that one of the ways you can do that is by reaching other people and other audiences and having someone else stand behind you and say, oh, we're gonna learn from so-and-so. So whether you're teaching for a church group, you know, whether you are having a class, whether you are going to something like Pinner's Conference and teaching there or appearing on a TV segment, there are so many of these resume builder type opportunities where you can go and explain and talk and teach whatever it is that you do and it instantly builds credibility and rapport because the people who are listening are saying, oh, well, if she's on TV or, oh, well, if she is on this podcast episode, you know, well, if she has these blog posts and they're getting shared and all of that stuff, it makes it a lot easier for people to find credibility. And once you have one person who thinks what you have to share is amazing, all of a sudden you're an influencer. It's very, very simple. A lot of times we feel this pressure of like, oh, I don't have, you know, a thousand followers. I only have 50 followers. I only have a couple hundred followers or whatever. Like I think in this world where we can see numbers and see likes and this and that, it's easy to kind of beat ourselves up and get down on ourselves when really like it's not how many numbers you have. I find that a lot of brands and a lot of these companies are getting so smart. And as they are learning about micro influencers and just influence in general, every single person who has a social media account has influence. If you are, again, impacting one person's opinion, you have influence. And so I want to talk to you a little bit more about how to use that influence to change people's lives and to have them see you as the expert and the person that they should be looking to for the thing that you do and you teach. So the way that you do that, the way to become an expert is you need to really hone your story and you need to own your story. And how you do that is you need to learn how to tell a better story so that people can listen. Sometimes when we are brand new, we feel like there's only one way to tell the story. Um, And I don't know if you know somebody like this. I feel like my mom is a really good example of um, not being able to condense stories down. She has a lot of stories from her life. She's really unique life because she's from Brazil and she has a lot of unique experiences and she always tells the story the same way with the exact same details. So for me, um, I have heard her same story recited exactly the same way for my entire life. 
Um, when I learned about storytelling, I was like, oh, this is amazing because you should be able to take any story and know how to cherry pick the background, you know, the highlights, the, the downfalls, like where you either transformed or what you achieved and then how the story resulted in as quickly as, I don't know, 15 seconds to make it a long series that could be filmed over nine seasons with 12 episodes per season, right? You know, it's like you think about how many details are put into some of your favorite shows that you watch or series that you watch rather. And your story is no different. Like you could put so many details in to make it super, super long, but it's really important to be able to know how to hone and refine this story because everybody has a story. And sometimes what happens, like even your, your story could be developing right now. Your story is happening right now where you may be on this path of trying to figure out what you want to do or going after this dream or, or just having the audacity to follow your heart, you know? And right now you may be focusing on like, well, I'm not enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But what you really should be doing is focusing on this being part of that story that you get to tell and how awesome that you have the opportunity to have experiences because of going after your dream that somebody else can relate to. And I love to share this example because I feel like it's so true and it totally resonates with everybody in no matter what they're starting out, what they're doing. But think about the first time you walked onto a college campus. If you went to school, then you know the feeling. It's a huge, huge, huge building and multiple rooms, multiple buildings, multiple um, things, and, and it's overwhelming. And if you think about the first day of school and you get on the campus, you have no idea where to go. So you're going to ask for directions. Now, would you ask the most qualified person, like, would you find the dean of the school or even a professor to say, hey, can you help me find my classes? Mm, probably not, right? <laughs> like, if you think about it, you're like, well, they're probably the most qualified person, but they're, they're just so, like, up there, it would probably be hard to get to them or even get their attention. Would it make more sense to look around and say, who looks like they are a year or two ahead of me, or they know you know, kind of where I've been and they're closer to the situation that could help give me directions. Would you feel more comfortable learning from somebody like that? And I would say nine times out of 10, the answer is yes. I would rather ask directions from somebody who looked, um, to be a year or two ahead of myself than to find the most qualified person and the person who's been teaching at the school the longest, or like I said, even the Dean of the school, um, to give you direction. So you are no different when you are sharing your experiences, when you're sharing what you know, when you're teaching others, you have qualifications because you are further ahead than someone else. So you need to think about honing your own audience and that almost generational honing of the people who are up and coming after you, right? Um, they're going to look to you as the expert and you are going to be the expert to those people. Maybe to someone further ahead of you, it'll take a little bit more to earn, you know, their respect or the opportunity to work with somebody like that. But there are so many people who were where you were a year ago. And so being able to tell your story is invaluable to earning their trust and having them have permission to say, I can do it too. Okay. So telling your story is the first one. The second part is that you need to be able to know what kind of a story you are telling. So there are four different categories of stories that I guess there's more, but 
of stories that you can tell or the perspective that you can tell. And the first one is the leader. So if you're leading the way, you're saying, hey, I'm the expert in this. Come follow me. I'm going to show you what I'm doing. I'm going to show you where to go. I will lead the way, right? The leader is one of the storylines that you can tell. The next is you can tell the story of the adventurer. The adventurer is saying like, I'm going on a journey. I don't know what's going to happen, but come along with me. Let's figure it out together. So a good example of the adventurer storyline is my weight loss journey. So when I started boxing, I think I posted the very first day, like a picture of a boxing glove. I'm like, okay, let's do this. And I started to post my weight loss journey. So it was an adventure I took people on and I ended up losing 85 pounds. And it was really a cool unfolding of storytelling because it was happening in the moment. So a lot of people who are just starting out, you're going to be the adventurer where you're saying, I'm taking this journey and I want you to come follow me. The next storyline is the reporter. And the reporter is also a really good storyline to start with because you're reporting your findings. So usually things that other people are doing, inspirational quotes, things that you find interesting, new methods that you've discovered that somebody else is doing. Think about somebody that puts together like the little best articles and tips of the day so that you can just see something like that in a snapshot and not have to go dig and find all the information yourself. So the reporter is another way that you can talk and tell stories and you're sharing other people's content essentially and reposting other people's content with permission and then people can look to you as like the one who's putting it all together like the curator if you will and the last storyline is the guide or the mentor storyline sometimes it's also referred to as like the reluctant hero and what's happening is you have already done something and now you are leading other people and mentoring other people and saying hey let me help you do this so I have definitely been in a position of telling all of the storylines and for me I feel like right now I'm in a bit of the mentor slash guide storyline where I'm saying Yes, I've done events. I do. I currently have events I'm doing. I have some pretty big clients. I've had some really cool opportunities. However, I am mentoring and taking on students because I want to see them shine. I want to see their work. And that's kind of where we're at right now. And so whenever you're telling these different storylines, you need to know how to tell them and you can tell different ones, but I think it's important to see them through before you just swap around and do different storylines all the time. Think about reading one book straight through or watching one movie straight through versus watching, you know, or reading a couple chapters of a few different ones all at the same time. Sometimes the storylines get muddled and the messaging is hard for the person listening. So you can definitely use and tell different storylines, but my best suggestion would be to focus and hone them as best as you can so you're not jumping around and the listener isn't like, what's going on? Where are we going with this, right? Um, So once you have your backstory and you know how to tell a story, like you understand the story structure, you understand what story you're telling, it's time to tell your story and it's time to teach and you can weave these little stories in anytime that you want and anytime it's applicable. And the reason you do that is because sometimes when you just give information, like if I'm teaching, so for example, I went on KSL Studio 5 and I did a segment about invitations, digital versus print invitations was the segment. And during this segment, um, I did a little demo where I showed wax seals. And a wax seal is almost like a special um, candlestick that has a soft, more pliable wax. 
And when you melt it on an envelope, you can push a metal stamp into it and it creates a seal that to open the letter, you have to break that seal. And I think it's really fun. So I told the story of my very first experience with wax seals. And the experience is actually from a movie called Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. And I, it's like ingrained in my mind. So I shared this story. I said, do you remember Robin Hood circa 1991 with Kevin Costner? And of course she's like, yes. And I said, do you remember the King? He like wrote a letter and sealed it with his ring as the wax seal. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And so ever since then, I've had this slight obsession with wax seals. So I always wax seal Christmas cards and party invitations. And I will go out of my way to find the cool little unique wax seal images so that they match the theme of my decor, my invitation and all that stuff. And that was a little connecting story that I told. And it really like was a good way to kind of lighten up the segment and just make it fun. And it wasn't just tactile, tactical, you know, like here we are doing a wax seal. You're going to drip the wax here. Let's do like 10 drips. Then you're going to push it in and there you go. Right. So me telling that little story, if whether or not you've seen the movie, you could relate to the story and it connected me to what I was doing. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take all of these storytelling and intertwine them to what we're teaching, what we're doing. And then you're going to start going after and pitching uh, different feature and media opportunities. Again, whether it's teaching in a community setting, teaching something at your home, teaching on somebody else's channel, sharing on somebody else's podcast or blog, or, you know, even doing something like teaching at a conference and or doing a TV segment. And if you think about the ones that they want to have back, the guests that people want to have back, it's not only educational, but it has to be entertaining. And I know some of you are like, well, I'm not an entertainer. I'm not funny or I'm not clever, whatever. You don't have to be any different or anyone else than who you are right now. You just have to know how to share yourself in the best possible light. And so again, even if you're the most monotone, like nervous personality person, you could leverage that and totally use that to your advantage by just knowing how to tell your story so people can listen and connect and be interested in you. So I hope that as you are thinking of, you know, which storyline you're telling and what parts of your story are your backstory and what is the thing you're trying to achieve? What is your conflict and how are you going to overcome it? And what are you trying to achieve or how do you want to transform? As you're thinking about all of these different things, it's so incredibly important to, you know what I mean? Practice them. You got to practice, practice, practice. It doesn't just happen by accident. You know, you, um, Last night, for example, I was hanging out with a new friend and she caught my KSL segment and she said, oh my gosh, I didn't know you did that. Like that's, that's so awesome. I watched it and you looked great. Like you looked so comfortable and, um, yeah, like that was, that was really fun to watch. And like, I, I think that's so cool. Like you just seemed so comfortable and on the ball. And I had to laugh because I've been doing TV segments for about four years now. And so it sounded to me like she thought it was maybe my first time doing it. And because, um, because I have done them a lot, I was like, Oh, thank you so much. You know, this is a really nice compliment, but it was a really nice compliment because for someone who thought that that was my first time to say, wow, you were so comfortable and it seemed so natural for you. Um, it felt good to know, like, thank you. I've been working on this for almost five years. <laughs> so thank you so much. I'm glad I look comfortable because I work really hard on um, honing this part of my business and this part of 
this part of when I teach and I have these opportunities. And so I want you to know that it's a practice skill. It does not come from, you know, just being good at it naturally. A lot of people have to work really hard and that's okay. Sometimes that's part of it. And whether or not um, it's something that comes natural to you, I want to be able to help teach you how to do it in a way that again is authentic and genuine for you. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm actually pairing up with Hobby Lobby here in Utah and I'm going to be teaching a workshop about storytelling and getting featured with your stories. So if that's something you're interested in, head over to my Facebook group, the Party Planner Academy community. The link is in the the notes, the bio, and I'm going to be posting all about it. I obviously give first dibs to my students and the people who I mentor, but if it's something that you're interested in, I would love to have you be there and be a part of it. And if not, I hope that you'll continue to join me on the podcast and I will catch you in the next episode.